In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In the Gospel, Jesus gives two commands which he said in the Gospel are essentially equivalent. Your sins are forgiven and rise and walk. The commands are connected because sin is the root cause of all human disorders of mind and body. All human disorder is rooted in the fall of man, which separated man from God. Therefore, healing is rooted in forgiveness, in the restoration of man to union with God. To say that all sin, or sin causes all human disorder, does not mean that every person who has a particular disorder has committed a particular sin that leads to that disorder. Sometimes disease is environmental, we just contract it in our lives somehow. Sometimes it's generational, we pass on the anxiety and physical ailments of our family down to subsequent generations. This generational connection is being more and more confirmed by the findings of science. <clears throat> the communal nature of sin is not always understood in our individualistic culture. We think my behavior is my own business and I have a right to do what I do in my own privacy of my own house, uh, but this is a false idea. All morality is communal and all behavior has communal consequences that are present consequences for the current community and consequences down generationally to subsequent generations. And healing has a communal element. The gospel healing took place because Jesus saw their faith. Four men were carrying the paralyzed man to Jesus and Jesus saw the communal faith of the whole group and therefore said to him, your sins are forgiven. This suggests that if the sins of the fathers are visited on the subsequent generations, then the church provides a new DNA of faith, hope, and love that similarly infects and benefits the whole community and even subsequent generations. The epistle and gospel are connected by the word walk. Jesus said, rise and walk. In the epistle, St. Paul tells us that, quote, you should no longer walk as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their minds, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. Instead, as Ephesians 5.2 says, we should walk in love as Christ has loved us and given himself for us. Our walk is our characteristic manner of living, the way we go about life. When human beings <coughs> live or walk, <coughs> excuse me, apart from God, under the influence of sin, their walk is characterized by a certain paralysis having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. St. Paul has committed pagans in mind here, which is indicated by the behavioral uh, implications of this blindness. He says, who being past feeling 
have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanness with greediness. However, all human life, apart from the knowledge of God, is characterized by some measure of disorder. When we do not love God with all our heart and soul and mind as we are, and do not have the worship and love of God as the center of our lives, we are not able to love our neighbor as ourselves. We aim at the wrong things. And even when those wrong things are good in and of themselves, they become idols when they take the place of God. The man in the gospel thus illustrates our own healing. We come to Jesus in a state of alienation from God that has brought about physical and relational consequences in our lives. Jesus says to us, your sins are forgiven, rise and walk. And the forgiveness of our sins by the Son of God frees us from the power of sin, from captivity to sin, frees us to begin to walk or live in a new way. And the epistle describes our change, quote, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which according to God is created in righteousness and true holiness. We take off our old patterns of behavior like a set of old clothes. We lay them aside. We receive the grace of forgiveness from our Lord, and we put on Christ as a garment and begin to live in a new way. This is a reference to the old pattern of baptism where the candidates took off clothes, received the gift, and put on a new garment afterwards. But it, it describes the characteristic manner of life in Christ, the life of prayer. We are continually putting off the old, receiving grace anew, and then putting on the new to go live in a new way. And the epistle gives us examples of what we are to put off and what we are to put on. <clears throat> Quote, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. We are to get rid of habits of dishonesty in our life, of untruthfulness, and begin to practice truth-telling, speaking the truth in love, as St. Paul says. Be angry and do not sin, do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. We all become angry. Some of us become angry more than others. We become angry. What are we going to do with that anger? In the world, in those who live apart from God, anger is allowed to lead into behavior that simply perpetuates the cycle of sin. We are to process our anger through prayer and through grace and not let it lead us into unrighteous behavior. As St. Paul suggests, this anger, when we let that happen, gives, gives the devil an opportunity to enter into our lives and cause all sorts of mischief. Quote, let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give to him who is in need. Our work 
is connected to our faith. We should do work that is intrinsically good, provide something good for society, and we should do that work well to the glory of God, for the good of others. And the purpose of our laboring and earning is not simply to build another home somewhere. It is to give to him who has a need. We have extra in order to give, just as God gives us out of the abundance of his being. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. We have to guard our sins of speech and not just try to not say bad things, but practice the discipline of letting what we say edify the people we come in contact with. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven you. Our relationships should be characterized by the Spirit of Christ. We should not be holding grudges, not bearing malice, not harboring bitterness, but forgiving as we receive the grace of forgiveness at the altar of God, so we go out to forgive. Our change takes place through a process of growth. We are spiritual toddlers who are learning how to walk, and like toddlers, we often fall down in the process of learning. That is why we return to the altar of God each week again, to remember or experience again this grace that we receive from Christ. We put off the errors of the past week. We receive grace in a new way, experience forgiveness again. We change our way of thinking, and we head into the following week prepared to do the good works that God has prepared for us. It helps in this process if our confessions are focused on the specific areas where we are struggling, where we really need to grow. Are we struggling with habits of dishonesty or anger? Do we have bad work habits? Are we infected by sloth or sins of speech? Do they characterize gossip, slander? Do those things characterize us? Are we struggling with bitterness or malice towards someone whom we need to learn to forgive in the same way that Christ has forgiven us? We come to the altar of God as a community. We pray for each other, and we bring others with us in our prayers. And we must be reconciled with each other, for being in love and charity with your neighbor is a requirement for this experience of union with God in Christ through the Spirit. We come to receive forgiveness, and we go back out into the world to bear witness to our experience of grace by practicing a new manner of life. Jesus says to each of us, your sins are forgiven. Rise and walk. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.